0: Rave
1: radio.
0: well hello folks it is about 2 30 on the final day of infocom 2015 i'm joel rollins for rave publications and rave radio and i am fortunate enough to be sitting with david labuskus executive director and ceo of infocom dave thanks for being with us
1: it's a real pleasure thank you joel
0: this has been an amazing show Thank you very much. Wow. What, right. I, wow. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm flying out tomorrow morning, and I am so thrilled with the idea now. Uh, it's been, you know, I was here for Institute and, and here for the show, and it has been uh, probably the best Infocom ever. Thank you uh, very much. What have our numbers been like?
1: uh they're probably the best numbers ever
0: okay and we're not going to give a final number yet are we <laughs> we're not ready i'm going to tell
1: people here There's still i, I people guess there are
0: in. i'm going to have to chase jason down to get that aren't uh, I? we'll
1: do the announcement probably within an hour or so Oh, uh, okay but uh and
0: we'll be here remember you will hear it first here
1: <laughs> what I can tell you the numbers, um, well I can't tell you all the numbers, but I can tell you that we had more exhibitors here this year than we've ever had, we broke that record. We broke the uh, record on the net square feet in the show, when you take the show floor, you take the meeting rooms, you take the audio demo rooms, and you get into a situation where we're over a half a million square feet at this point that we're using to display the technology that our industry depends on and create the experiences that we create it's just uh, amazing
0: you know interestingly enough too it's beyond technology now we're displaying services we've got things going with the union we have you know all kind I mean we have drones
1: yeah it's amazing (laughs) isn't it and even in the the, even in the uh, manufacturers booths that have been here for years and years you see a real move away from showing product and starting to show the product as part of a solution and they're putting the solutions into um, sort of virtualized spaces so that you can actually envision it. And that that's I was I actually just had the pleasure of walking my son around the floor for a while. And he paused and he's like, Well having the end users here, having the people that are actually using this technology means you have to do that because that box doesn't mean anything to me if you take it out of the context. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it's
0: it's way more than just the show floor. I had the good fortune to spend uh, early morning this morning at the Latin American breakfast uh-huh. uh, and and talked to your global director and uh, a close friend uh, and <laughs> to to Nelson and Rodrigo. And I understand we've had now a Latin American show with fourteen thousand attendees.
1: Indeed, Sao Paulo this year was fourteen thousand attendees. Two
0: hundred and twenty member companies in Latin America now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: all over the world. I mean, and I was at ISE. We talked at ISE, and ISE was a fabulous show. Yeah. um The growth rate of our industry is staggering. I talked. I I, I just had uh, an interview with Melissa Taggart and Rachel Bradshaw about education and four hundred and eighty attendees this year at Institute.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, uh, isn't it? Crazy you talk to stuff. all of us, huh? You know all of us, uh, don't uh, you, Joe? Yeah, well, <laughs>
0: actually, I do. Which has been, you know, another really great part of it. But although there are more red shirts here every year, yes, so there I met are. a lot of new people too. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, the show, I started coming to the show 25 years ago. Is that right? And it was a technology show. It mm-hmm. was manufacturers booths and we showed screens and projectors.
1: To the channel. Yeah, you showed, to the channel. Yep. Exactly. It was a channel show and a technology show.
0: And, and today, um, the show's about education. Mm-hmm. The show's about end users. Um, I actually have some of my people were here this week with some of our customers. That's great. And it really was great. What Give me, you know, your take on what's made this show
1: different. You know, I think it's it's this show is the nexus of everything we do in North America, mm-hmm. and each show that we do is a it's sort of the the magnetic center of what we do. And what we've been working towards over the last couple of years is really using that foundation or magnetic center to build off of. And you, you when you bring you know, 39,000 or you bring all sorts of people to <laughs> a show and they haven't seen each other for a year. They've known each other for 25 years. You, you connect and you connect uh, to reminisce. You connect to figure out a problem you have today with one of your clients and you connect to dream about tomorrow. And what we're doing is taking those connections and we're investing in those and nurturing those as community that we build beyond the shows, particularly outside of North America because that community existed already. A lot of times I um, sort of remind people that Infocom has been around for 75 years, Mm -hmm. but we've been in Brazil for two. Right. Um, And so the work that was done 73 years ago in North America is the work we're doing today in Brazil and you add one member at a time and you get one new engagement at a time. And um, we've, we've, we put staff in Brazil uh, at the beginning of last year and the membership count has gone from low double digits or single digits to, I think we're close to 100 different member companies in Brazil in less than 24 months. And right. it's, to me, that's the most exciting part of my job it, uh, maybe that's not fair because every time I come into one of these shows, I'm I'm just blown away. But I'm blown away by watching people say, "Hey, how you doing, Joe? I haven't seen you." And, and as well as I'm blown away by the technology on display. I
0: refer to Infocom as the industry's water cooler, right? <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of my students were were talking about you know technology and you know seeing the technology. I said way more important than that. Come to it for a couple of years and what you'll find is most important are the other people that you run into here. That this, as you said, it's a nexus. It's where we all get together. And the, the technology exhibits are great, but the time spent out here sitting on a sofa in the hallway talking to someone who is your peer from somewhere in another part of the world is every bit as valuable. And, uh, you know, I mean, 220 member companies in Latin America now, I think half of them were at the breakfast this morning. <laughs> so the other thing that has really surprised me, as the shows have grown around the, the world, is I thought it would depress international attendance at this show. And it doesn't look like it has a bit.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, and we thought the same thing, but we were okay with that because it was, it was about getting the word out, providing a platform for our exhibitors to be able to show the information and to be able to have those connections, but it hasn't. And I think I think there's two reasons for that. One is that, um, well, let's just use ISE and Infocom as an example. About 60% of the exhibitors at ISE do not exhibit here. And right. about 60% of the exhibitors here do not exhibit at ISE. So if you really want to see the wide breadth of solutions available in the marketplace, you need to go to both shows. So there's that factor. The other factor is that um, what I'm finding is that as the markets um, expand and mature outside of North America, using Latin America as an example, the companies are getting larger and larger that are working within our industry. And what's starting to happen is the executives, the senior management of those companies are still coming here. Right. But the uh, project managers, the installers, the salespeople, the technicians, the people that, that, that do the real work of an organization, those people are going to the regional shows. Right. And so it's what's happening is, is we're actually reaching a broader audience. When I when I started in the
0: business, the thing that we all vied for was one of those trips to Infocom, right? Uh, I mean, it yeah. was you know your first year technician, second year technician. You were trying to get on that list that the company set. And now, I mean, for instance, I'm in the New York area, and I guess
1: you've got a co-branded show in New York coming up. We do. It's a connection show. We're doing it up in New York at the Javits Center in conjunction with the CWW show. Right. Uh, That show already has 8,000 people. This is our second iteration of this connection show. We did it in San Jose earlier this year. Um, These are designed to be small shows, less than 100 exhibitors, maximum of a 20 by 20 booth. And the idea is to appeal, again, further to another audience. And actually, those were very careful to not cannibalize this show. Right. The people we want to have come to that show and the people that we're marketing to that show are the people that aren't on that list for Infocom, the people that can't get here. Get them an opportunity to get to the exhibitors and see the product that's out there, meet the people that they'll have a chance to meet.
0: Well, you know, interestingly enough, what it gave me the ability to do this year was... I brought my senior staff down here, my four people down here, and we basically told the technicians that had to stay home and mind the shop that they're all going to CWW and we'll cover their jobs while they do that. <laughs> right? Th- that means that they're not far enough out of town that we can't gonna, page them, That's <laughs> right. right.
1: <laughs> I don't know about you, but I can't do their jobs anymore. What's What's been the best addition to the show this year? Um, I'll tell you, for me, the f- we we did for the first time we did CTS Holder uh, breakfast this morning Right. Uh, while you were at Latin American breakfast I was at CTS Holder's breakfast and um, I was lucky to sit at a table with um, eight uh, students from Columbia College that just completed the first four credit college course that is based solely on Infocom curriculum as part of our push to get additional workforce development there and and maybe it it's it's tainted by the fact that I had such a fantastic conversation with these eight young men and women that um, have such a hopeful future ahead of them and we're so fresh all of them at their very first infocom show Yeah, as part of why I mean we we put them up in hotel rooms we brought them to the show as part of their reward for passing the CTS exam at the end of their class there's, that's the future. That's the hope. So for me, that was a real treat. It's the reason that of all the institute classes
0: I've ever taught, Essentials is my favorite, because right. I had. I mean, this year I had a great class of people who were so enthusiastic. I mean, basically speaking, they
1: don't. They don't want class to stop. Right. You know. Just, uh, so then the other one I want to make sure I do a shout out for is our Women of Infocom Network Breakfast. That was. I can't say it's the first one because it started with 35 women in a in a room for a day 2 years ago. To this year we had a we had to hold people away. We had a maximum capacity of 200 people. The room was packed with men and women talking about how to further engage and expand our industry. So
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's been encouraging to me is starting to see a lot of women wearing CTS pins. Yeah. This was, when I started in this industry 30 years ago, this was predominantly a male industry. And it still is. Yeah. yeah. still
1: is. And, and you know, we're, still in a, we're only at the beginning with Baby Steps with this. We've got, you know, less than 12% of our attendees are women. Um, a lot of exhibitor personnel are women. But the industry will benefit from diversity. I personally believe you can't have creativity without diversity. If you don't, right. If you don't bring different minds and different perspectives to a problem, you're going to come up with the same solutions that you always came up with.
0: One of the reasons I'm very big on the promotion of virtual reality for teaching is that you take all of that away, and it starts to become about the mind of that student, and you're no longer reading based on what you see in front of you. Right. It's right. Fascinating. It really is. All right, let me ask you a tough question. Uh, I'm not going to pitch all softballs today. <laughs> what are you disappointed in? Or what do you think? I'm disappointed what do you wish we it's going to end in two hours. Oh, okay, yeah. no, I'm, I'm not. My feet like are that tired. That's like that
1: interview question. Like, yeah. tell me your fault. Well, I tend to work too hard. Yeah, exactly. I'm a workaholic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just get myself too committed to my employer. I, you know what am I disappointed in? Um, or, or
0: what do you what do you wish we were doing more of or better?
1: I wish we were having a broader conversation. Okay, I, I can actually answer the question without it having to have a positive spin. I'm disappointed we're still talking about the convergence of AV and IT. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I guess I'm disappointed about that. I, 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 you know, we have we have to get over ourselves and we have to we have to recognize the fact that. You know, just like uh, neurosurgery is a subspecial is a specialty of medicine, AV is a specialty of technology, and it's a specialty right beside cybersecurity and right beside program development right. and network architecture and circuit chip design or chip circuit design. It's a specialty, and and then just pause for a second and look at the the what is it fifty. Billion terabytes of data is moving around the world nowadays and it's 50% of it is video right. and audio. And you know, hello, we're audio video. I mean, the reason we have growing shows, the reason that we have growing attendance is because people need us. They need what we yeah, do. Yeah. We don't need to be defensive. We we are in the best possible place we could be in the technology industry. And I walk around here seeing that, feeling that, I am so jazzed. I mean, yeah. when I talk to those students this morning, I'm like, you are in the luckiest place that Absolutely. you could ever possibly be. You're like the, the fifth and sixth employee of Microsoft in 1980. One of my and- students
0: this week told me how fortunate I was that I had gotten in during the growth phase of this industry. Ah. I said the growth phase of this industry has not started no, yet. No,
1: it is just starting. Yeah. And so when somebody wants me to talk about the convergence of AV and IT, yeah. That brings me down. Can yeah, you it do does. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago. You know, when do these two roads converge? I said, look behind you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I. It, it, it's it, it has happened. It happened a couple of years back, but we're still trying to pigeonhole ourselves. And uh, yeah, I I, I I hear what you're saying about that. Yeah. What what do you do next? What what I mean, are you going to New York?
1: Yeah, I'll be in New York. Oh, good. So why? Absolutely. Uh, my next. Next month, we're uh, with a, a three-day board planning meeting where we are um, really starting our deep dive into refreshing our strategic plan. Um, uh, the uh, board refreshes the strategic plan every three years. Um, right. And you know, I think that's the right amount of time. It gives us an opportunity to develop an operational perspective that has some reality, but I think anything longer than three years is probably too long for an industry like ours. So that'll be our next trip. And then, uh, then I start the show, um, merry-go-round for the fall. I'll start uh, in uh, our new manufacturer Summit that we have in Florida is in the middle of August. Then I leave from there for our show in Melbourne. Then we have our show in Mumbai. And then uh, ISE, our European joint venture, made an acquisition of a digital signage uh, solution conference that's in Munich that I'll head to that. Uh, we have Dubai, and then Bogota to finish off the year, and Moscow. So you, you said you
0: walked your son around the floor. Is yeah. that the only time you get to see him?
1: <laughs> I mean, that that's
0: a that's a load of travel. I mean, yeah. I'm amazed at what's going on internationally. 11 shows?
1: Uh, 11 shows internationally, a total of 13 shows around now the world. Now, some
0: of those shows are, I mean, one of the things that, that I think has been new over the last couple of years and that you've been heavily involved in is that Infocom was once kind of a thing unto ourselves. We considered the AV industry kind of separate from the rest of the world and we did for many years. We're partnering
1: with other associations and groups now. Yeah. Wh- which ones? Uh, well I've met with a number of them this week uh, that we're building stronger and stronger partnerships. We had a new group here. It's not really even. It's 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 sort of the association of the 21st century. They're the um, church technology leaders there's no real formal infrastructure to them but they have a hugely engaged community Mm -hmm. in the uh, LinkedIn and social media and so they actually used our physical platform here to um, they they used our physical platform here to provide a place where they could offer education and gathering for the people that really only know each other through social media the uh, we met with Elma, which is uh, the Association of Loudspeaker Manufacturing. Or, I'm not sure what Elma is, but they're the loudspeaker manufacturing uh, scientists. Right. And uh, I met with them earlier this year. They taught a course here, and we continue to expand that relationship. Right.
0: Um, ISE in cooperation with CEDIA. With CEDIA, yeah. You know, which we not, always kind of considered those things like there was a wall between them.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Um, I'm interested in. expanding the re i mean i was asked the question in my interview for this job what do you think about collaboration and i laughed because i'm like how how can you be in today's technology world and not collaborate who could possibly know everything that needs to be known to solve our clients problems Um, it's not about owning the solutions it's about being able to accumulate produce the solutions and you do that with working with lots of people so we're we're about working with other people. We had Bixie is here with their own booth. Um, right. You know, we we're partnering with Bixie at their shows and conferences around the world. There's a lot of overlap in the membership. This isn't a this isn't about a competitive situation. It's about producing and serving a mission.
0: I and one of the things that for me coming from the live events industry is seeing us partnering with IATSE on things. Yeah. Which I mean I can remember when that was a we don't talk about them yeah. kind of thing.
1: Well, you know, why don't we why don't we deal with the world we have yes right and why don't we acknowledge the world we have let's let's put any of our warts or you know ugliness on the table and let's deal with it let's right. let's work with it let's let's solve the problems if you walk around and say well, you know i'm not going to talk about that then how are you making the world a better place
0: no not not at all i mean and for those of us who are in the touring industry IaTSI is is very real and we can't do shows without them right so why would you
1: not want them to be trained right right why would you not want them to appreciate the complexity of what's happening why would you not want a better qualified person working beside you I mean that to me that's just obvious
0: absolutely so sounds like I'm going to see you in New York you will see me uh, in New York. That'll be great. And, and we'll see how that New York show goes. I know that my employees are very excited about the idea. That's some great. of them didn't get to come down here. That's great. And I'm telling you right now, guys, you weren't missing anything with the heat down here at all. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, this is the only place in the world where you can be at the hotel next door and still walk two miles to get to the show floor in 85 degree heat with
1: 100% humidity. Yep, I was so. funny, when I walked my son over, I showed him, I said, no, this is the route that we use to get from the hotel to the convention center. And he's like, why? I'm like, because I have determined that it is the most direct route between shade and air conditioning. Yes. Any other route might be shorter, but you're in the sun longer. Well, when
0: I was you know, taking science, I was taught that on the centigrade scale, the, the range from freezing to boiling was zero to 100. Here it's from the street to the show floor. That's right, that's right. Anyway, David, thanks so much for being with us. Always and a pleasure, George. W- congratulations on an excellent
1: show. Thank you very much. Thanks for being a part of